Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Dan Luce with me. Dan is the founder of tinyhomebuilders.com. In case you're not familiar with tiny homes, they're very small houses, usually on trailers. Tiny Living is an architectural and social movement advocating living in small homes. Dan's business has about a million dollars in revenue a year. He began building tiny houses in 2009 when he built the first one for his mom. Dan's business is a family-owned business in D-Land, Florida. They design and build tiny houses and trailers. They also provide training, books, and plans for tiny houses. Dan has been featured in various shows and publications such as NBC and ABC's Good Morning America. I'm very excited to have Dan on Success Harbor today because tiny houses is such an interesting niche. I know many of you are struggling with finding a business niche, so here is a great one tiny houses. The following interview will help you see just how many great niches are still out there available for you to grab and build a business around. Welcome. Thank you for being here, Dan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell me, what is a tiny house? A tiny house is a house that's, um, that's usually around 100 to 200 square feet, and it's, uh, it's built on a trailer. And when people see a, a house built on a trailer, they usually think of an RV. But um, it's primarily built on a trailer to get around zoning and permitting laws because you're not allowed to have a house that small. And so, um, so it's just a really small house that's, that's built on a trailer. So why not, a tra- why not an RV? You know, I mean, I, I never even heard of Tiny House until I saw a documentary on Netflix. Right. Um, and so but I thought that was great, you know, so I, I, I had to reach out to some entrepreneurs like yourself and, and I really appreciate, appreciate you coming on Success Harbor. Yeah. So why would somebody go the tiny house r- route as opposed to just getting an RV or some trailer? Well, an RV is really built um, for temporary use. So, you, you know, they're, when they're building those, they're figuring that it's going to have a 10 year lifespan. You're going to use it for maybe eight months out of the year, two weekends um, a month. And so, you know, you're only going to be using the cabinets for a certain amount of time. Um, you don't have to have it. To, it doesn't have to be as insulated as well because you're only in it for a weekend and you're hooked up to someone else's power who's going to be paying the bill. And so um, everything is just in an RV is made a little bit cheaper and a little less efficient. And so with a tiny house, you're getting you know, you're getting all the things that you would have in a real house. Uh, so mm-hmm. the quality, the insulation, you know, it's just it's just just like a real house, um, but it just happens to be the size of an RV. And 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 it it is true. It it really looks like a house. Yeah. So you know, an RV never looks like a house. So uh, uh, that's definitely a big big differentiator too. What about the what? Give us a, an estimate of size, because I mean, people don't have any idea. You know, what is the size of a tiny house? What are the ranges there? So the the limitations on the width of a house is eight foot six. It's the maximum you can have uh, to drive down a road without a permit, and so um, that's a very common size. And then the length is usually our most common, uh, most popular lengths are twenty and twenty four feet. So um, okay. you know, eight a twenty by eight, one hundred sixty square feet, uh, the size of maybe a larger uh, uh, closet, um, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, and I will say that you know when when you say you know, when you think about it and you say, oh, well, that's the size of a closet. I couldn't imagine living in it. When we, when you outfit it like a house, people walk into a tiny house, one of our houses, and, um, you know, they're, they're generally very surprised at how big it feels and how uh, it doesn't feel like a closet. Yeah. 
And what about cost? Give us a, a range. What, what, how, what, the, what, is a, what is the cost of a tiny house? For, for retail, if someone were to buy one, a 20-foot house uh, ranges. Our, ours run around $40,000. Uh, there's other companies out there that you know, go up to around $60,000. Mm-hmm. $60, mm-hmm. And then to, um, to make them, the actual materials, not, not counting labor, is closer to $20,000. Okay. Okay. So let's start at the beginning. How did you find out about tiny houses yourself? Well, um, back in 2009, my, my mom was living in a mobile home and uh, a hurricane had come through and caused some, some damage to it. And so, um, you know, she was telling me that she was having a hard time. There was mold growing and everything. And I was trying to figure out what I could do to help her situation. And um, so I was thinking, you know, I didn't live in the same town as her, so I couldn't build her something there. And it was just, it was just kind of a unique um, problem that I had. And then, so I was researching different, different solutions and um, thinking of something I could build and take down to her just, and um, ultimately, I came across someone who had built a tiny house. And at that time, the tiny house movement was in, in its infancy. And there were mm-hmm. a few people building them. And um, I said, wow, this is, this is potentially perfect. It's, uh, it's small, obviously, but um, it's something that I felt like I could take on myself. Uh, it's something I could build at my location and then transport down to her. And, um, and it, was, you know, it was affordable. So um, it just seemed at that time, it, I wasn't trying to get into making this a business. It was just really uh, trying to, to help my mom out. Just kind of scratch your own itch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, what what was she thinking about the idea? I mean, uh, because when you look at it initially, like you mentioned, you're talking about something that's the size of a large closet. Yeah. Um, how? I mean, what's what's kind of what's the appeal of the tiny living? Because it's kind of a lifestyle and a philosophy as well. It's yeah. not just a, just an architectural movement, right? Right, right. So the um. The appeal is that people can do it themselves and they cannot have a mortgage. I mean, uh, you know, if you if people are there's our demographics that are buying the houses are generally, you know, people, young couples versus um, and, and then there's the older people that are close to retirement. And so, um, you know, for the young people, they can get into a house that uh, that is, you know, they can build their own house for, um, you know, twenty thousand dollars and not have to not have to work the rest of their life paying off the mortgage. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a simple life, and uh, you know, like a death, death-free living, basically. Yeah, exactly. So, what were you doing prior to starting Tiny Home Builders? I was a software engineer. Okay. So I had no, software engineer. Yeah. So I had no build experience or anything. Uh, my dad had um, had been a builder, and so um, so I had a little bit of experience from there, but I, I never really participated in it, uh, other than just being on a job site with my dad. But um, but I always consider myself handy, and so when I, when I thought of the project, it wasn't something that really scared me. But um, but like I said, I had no no experience. So how did you make that transition? Um, kind of walk us through going from software engineer to you know a tiny home builder. Yeah. So uh, so I was doing my full time job, and then when I started building my mom's house, I was doing that on the side, and um. And just working, you know, on the weekends and such. And uh, and like I said, at that time, it wasn't intended to be a career or, or a job or anything. And um, and then we went down, we, we finished the house, took it down to uh, to my mom, and she ended up moving into it. But I, I was back in Atlanta. And the whole time that I was doing it, my mom kind of, or my uh, my wife, I'm sure, thought I was a little crazy because I'm building this house in the um in the driveway. And then. Uh, and then, uh, you know, she never she never said anything bad about it, but I'm sure, you know, at, later on, she said, you know, she thought it was a little wacky of, of an idea to live in, in something the size of a closet. And then uh, we went on a trip down there. And um, and when my wife walked in, she said, 
oh my God, this is, this is amazing. And she just saw how happy my mom was and how, how viable and, and realistic it was, you know? So for her, it became not this crazy idea, but now, oh wow, this is, this is something real, you know? And, um, mm-hmm. so when we left, when we left on that trip, she was just so excited. Uh, and you know, she really was the one that encouraged me to, to kind of take it to the next step because just seeing her excitement and you know, that, that, that just did it for me. So, um, so I started selling our plants and, uh, and then it just started growing from there. And before Tiny Home Builders, have you ever done anything entrepreneurial? Yeah, I had a, uh, I had a frame shop when through college. I opened up a, um, a uh, picture frame shop. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so I ran that business all through college to pay my way through college. And, then, um, and I, I really enjoyed doing that. But then when I got my degree, uh, you know, I was making decent money at the frame shop. But when I got my degree, it was uh, in software engineering. And that, that's a fairly well-paying uh, career. And so I kind of stepped away from uh, being my own boss because it was kind of like I had gone to school this whole time to do this, to do this uh, software that it would mm-hmm. like, it seemed, it seemed like it wasn't the right thing to do was to walk away from it. And so, mm-hmm. so you know, I ended up doing uh, software, but then, uh, but then ultimately, you know, I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed working for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So let's talk about finding out about tiny homes and building one for your mother and then turning that into a business. At what point did you think that, you know, there may be a business here? Well, people were emailing me uh, that were, you know, they saw I was I started a blog and, and I really think that's, you know, when people are building a house, I really think that that's extremely important or, or when they're doing. What was the name of the blog? It was at the time the tiny house project. Uh, and I forget what blogs. Oh, I think it was tinyhouseproject.wordpress.com. That that no longer mm-hmm. that no longer works. But um, okay. but people started following. And what year was that? Was it like 2010ish or something? Uh, it was when I was building. So that was 2009. Okay. And so so you started blogging, and then people found you through the blog. Exactly. So my when I was looking for resources to build my own house, I found that it was lacking. There wasn't at that time. There wasn't a lot of resources out there. And so I thought if I could. If I would blog and teach people about it, then that would help somebody and and fulfill what what I was looking for, you know. And so, um, so I started. So was it more like a jur- like a journal, or do you think you know? Well, maybe I can charge for this at some point, or or not really so much a business, but more like informational. Yeah, just informational. And and I and there's a lot of people that are very successful now, uh, teaching. You know that that make their success by teaching. And so at that time I wasn't trying to, it definitely wasn't the idea to make money. It was just to, to help mm-hmm. people understand and, and, um, and to teach them. And, uh, it's funny, it's funny how many successful businesses start that way. You know, people just want to teach and share their own experience. And then in a way, and by time evolves into some kind of a business, either a blog or, you know, making a product or offering a service. But it's really interesting how many businesses start that way. Well, I think, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think when you teach, uh, you know, it gained, it gained you a lot of credibility. And so, um, you know, if, if you're just out there, if you come up with something and you just want to market it, uh, you know, people don't want to read about marketing all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so if you're just, if you're just marketing something, then, uh, then you're not going to get really, I don't believe you're going to get a big following. And, um, but when you teach, even when you teach the majority of what you're, even if what you're selling, if you're giving it away for free, people will still, you know, what I've found that, you know, a lot of, a lot of the information that I'm selling now is, is contained in my blog. But, um, but I think, uh, people want to, you know, they, they trust me because I, I teach and they, they appreciate that. And so they want to like kind of reward that in a way, you know, 
Um, yeah, and a lot of times people will pay, even though let's say you have a book and it's it's let's say your top. 25 blog posts, but you put it into a book, they were still willing to pay for it, even though they could get that same information. Right, right. But a lot of people value that uh, that effort, that extra effort that you put into. Yeah, and I think it is just like if they want to reward, you know, reward you for, uh, you know, if, if you if you're providing them a means to reward you, they they they're going to take you up on it potentially, you know. So how long were you blogging on on that free blog before you know you 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 said to yourself you know well I I need a different platform now and because you know there is something more here. Yeah, I think in 2010 is when when I changed over to uh, when I realized that I should start if once I wanted to make it more of a business uh, then I came up with my branding and my name and then started transitioning because I was gaining a lot of followers on my on my small blog but I knew ultimately you know I'm gaining these followers on on a WordPress site that was underneath the WordPress domain and uh, obviously that wasn't you know that's not the ultimate end goal so I wanted to transition to something uh, uh, that that I owned essentially and so that was that was in 2010 and that was tinyhomebuilders.com that's correct Okay. And did you lose any traction at that point? Did you lose any traffic or people or was the transition pretty smooth? The, the transition was pretty smooth because at that, right before then, Word, WordPress is, uh, I guess they've offered this since 2010, I believe, but um, right around that time, they offered a service where you could pay $14 a year and they would forward on the traffic to an external site. So uh, mm -hmm. so I, I took them up on that and uh, and I think that I, I felt like that was... Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't remember, recall losing any traffic at that time. Do you remember that was money well spent, fourteen dollars yeah. for that? Now, do you remember if you were monitoring your traffic or how? How? What told you that you know things are looking good here? I, at at the at first, I was just using the uh, traffic tools from WordPress, but then, um, mm -hmm. but now I've, I use Google Analytics to um, monitor my. So, do you remember the traffic? Like after about a year, what kind of traffic were you getting in a month, approximately? You know, I don't recall. Uh, I don't. I don't recall how many. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I know. I know initially, like within the first couple of weeks, I had thirty people following. Following me, which was mm -hmm. uh, you know a very small amount of people, but um, but I tell that's the hardest to get though. It, yeah. The first thirty, fifty, hundred—that's the hardest to get. And and I was telling somebody that um, you know that thirty, you know, here I was trying to my idea when I started was to help educate people, but those thirty people actually ended up inspiring me to um, push harder because I felt like someone was watching me and um, and I, I was almost accountable to them, and so um. So, you know, that, that blog was not only, you know, it ended up, this is why I tell people to start a blog, it ended up not only being a benefit to them, but it ended up being a huge benefit to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how did, how did uh, that blog change once you transitioned away from the, uh, uh, the free platform into something that was a, a little bit, you know, more serious, so to speak? How, how did your blogging change? Uh, you know, I don't. I try to blog as much as I can, but I don't. You know, as things get busy, I uh, as as I get busy, I end up um, that falls off a little bit. But uh, so I don't. What does that mean? Is it like once a month, once a week? I mean, I know you probably can't do it. Uh, you know, the same way all the time. But uh, give us an idea. Well, I've I've hired someone now that's going to help start blogging. That's going to be uh, once a week, and so that's that's my mm -hmm. goal. And um, and I would say that before in the last little while, it's probably been about once every two weeks, and then occasionally I'll go a little bit longer than that. But um, mm -hmm. I, I do feel like the blog, uh, you know, it's giving away the information and, and helping, you know, teaching on that is, uh, 
you know, is a, a huge component mm-hmm. of my success. So um, that's and, what I want to keep doing. And are you looking at uh, your statistics now, like Google Analytics or anything like that? Do, are you looking at traffic, where traffic comes from? I do, I do, and um, and 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 what 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 does that look like? Uh, give us an idea of how much traffic you're getting now in a month. I get uh, about ninety thousand unique visitors per month, and uh, mm-hmm. and I think the average page view is four pages, so uh, whatever nine mm-hmm. uh, one eighty three six three hundred fifty page views. That's pretty respectable for such a small niche, which yeah. is you know the tiny house movement and tiny houses in general. So that's very nice traffic. So let's talk about some of the biggest challenges early on. You know when you started Tiny Home Builders, were there any challenges? Did you feel challenged at all? Or I mean, talk about that a little bit. Well, I think I think one thing that was really unique about this was that it was a really small niche, and I got in really early. And so mm-hmm. I think that that helped me a lot. And so, um, you know, with, whereas a typical challenge might be trying to get noticed, like if I, if I wanted to start a website that was about marketing, you know, I think mm-hmm. I would have a real challenge there because it's such a, um, a crowded market and, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, just trying to get that awareness. But people were, you know, I, I don't think I experienced a lot of the typical challenges of other people just because people were seeking out the information and there were so few people mm-hmm. providing it. So, um, so, you know, I don't think I didn't have really too many challenges there. I, I don't I, I can't think of any specific challenges that I had that um, mm-hmm. that were really, you know, I've just kind of been going at it you know, for a couple, few years now and just keep making improvements. And, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, well, that's that's good to hear, you know, because I think there are so many people that are looking for niches. And I think a lot of people are looking in uh, the same place as everybody else is like how to make money online type of stuff. But there is a completely legit um, niche like uh, tiny houses that most people never even heard of. And there are many, many of these types of niches out there uh, as long as you know you can find it and, and, and you like it enough to blog about it and, and spend time on it and all that. Right. Um, talk about how you got your first customers. Well, so I, I there was a few well-known blogs, and there still are a few well-known blogs that deal with tiny houses, and um, and so I just set up an affiliate program for the products that I was selling. And at first, I at first the first product I was selling was just plans, and the plans I think at that time had a price point of ninety-nine dollars, and um, mm-hmm. and those plans included a um, a book, and so. Uh, you know, I had an affiliate program and, and I think at that time it was 30%. So, um, I gave 30% and, and, and the, the bloggers were kind of, there was such little information out for them as well that they were, um, they were hungry to publish information. So, um, setting up an affiliate program and offering a product, uh, they, you know, it didn't take much convincing for them to, um, to start blogging about my, you know, my products and my website. And so, um, you know, that's really how we got our, our first customers, our early customers. And now, Did it uh, surprise you, know, you at all uh, that you started to make sales through these affiliates? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, uh, you know, it, it was definitely a pleasant, uh, pleasant surprise. And I remember, um, you know, reaching out to my first customers, like, you know, telling them how excited, <laughs> how excited I was that they purchased the product and, uh, you know, could, uh, mm-hmm. could I be of any assistance and all that stuff. And, and um, you know, now I still try to, you know, still try to be there for them. But um, now it's a lot more, you know, too many for me to reach out to. Yeah. So in addition to the affiliates, uh, what were some of the other ways or was there any other way that you were marketing your business early on? You know, I, I did use uh, Google Ads, AdWords for a little while. Um, and I used that for another site that, um, but the, the thing, the problem that I had with that was that I was not tracking 
um, and I still don't, and, and I don't use it now, but um, I wasn't tracking my sales from that, from that channel. So, um, you know, I would throw mm-hmm. money in, I felt like I was throwing money into a, a black hole. You know, I'd, I'd throw money yeah. into it and see, well, did, did my sales change for the month? And, and I couldn't really see a big change. And so um, I didn't like that. I didn't like that feeling. And so I, I ended up stopping it. And then mm-hmm. for, you know, for another website that, uh, that I run or help run, uh, we actually track the, the uh, conversion rate of the um, Google AdWords sales. And so, um, you know, that I feel a lot more comfortable putting money into because I, I know I know what the return is. On mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so today, in terms of marketing, uh, tinyhomebuilders.com, what, what is working well today? Is it pretty much uh, from the affiliates and organic traffic, or what, what else are you doing? Yeah, the organic traffic, and I can definitely see, you know, when I blog and when I, when I, you know, it's very easy for me to start focusing on the business and get away from the whole social media and the blogging side, but, um, but I can see a huge difference when I, when I do that with the organic, um, with the organic traffic I get, and, and I get, I have one affiliate that um, drives a tremendous amount of traffic to me so um uh you know really the organic traffic and the affiliate is definitely by far the biggest and um mm-hmm. I control you know how much i show up in the search results is definitely um derived or, or connected to how much of an effort i make with social media and blogging i i've i use um alexa to rank the site and um and you know i'm frequently around 70,000th in in the u.s i think and um and when i when i make an effort when i when I actively make an effort, I can get up to um, around forty or thirty-five thousand most popular. But uh, but you know, as soon as I stop making that effort, I see those numbers start to fall drastically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Alexa, you know, to get it under a hundred thousand in the U.S., that's very respectable. And you know, seventy and forty is obviously also really really good numbers. If if somebody doesn't know what Alexa traffic rank is, uh, I have an article on uh, Success Harbor. Check it out. But you know, it's it's a really good measure to look at traffic. So tell talk about how do you make money? What in how many different ways are you able to make money with uh, uh, tiny uh, tiny homes? So I, I uh, you know, the smallest way is I use AdSense on my blog. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, even with the numbers that I'm seeing, I, I don't push it that much. And um, I only have, I think I only have one ad. And, and that only brings in, I'd say, about $100 a month. So it's not, uh, mm-hmm. it's not a significant source of revenue. And um, mm-hmm. most all of it, we have a lot of different products that we sell. Um, and all of them have uh, different margins. But, um, but it's primarily, you know, most of my income comes from the products, which include a book, you know, mm-hmm. the digital products, I, I've created a video series, which has a great margin because it's just, you know, it's a video series that I put in the initial investment into. And now it just sits there and um, and uh, I, I host that on Vimeo. So I think my total cost is around two hundred dollars a year. And um, mm-hmm. and then we sell, uh, you know, so we have a whole slew of digital products, the book, the videos, the plans. And um, then we do physical events where we have workshops uh, about four times a year where people come out. And, um, is and it the, like a hands-on type of thing, or is it a, like a classroom environment? It is a hands-on. We have right. a, a competitor does a classroom environment, which I don't think people get as much out of. But the the advantage for them is that they do it all. They're able to do it all over the country because um, mm-hmm. you know since there's no hands-on, they can do it in a hotel room. And so they, that's there's a real benefit for them to not do that. And so we've considered you know switching over to some you know maybe having two different. Um, environments to do it in like one hands-on one non-hands-on but um mm-hmm. but and then we also sell trailers for people to build houses on as well as houses and um those have a, a mm-hmm. much smaller margin but um but they're a much higher price point so 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give us an idea how much money you're able to make from uh, the tiny tiny home uh, business? It's uh, right around a million a year. That's very very impressive, and I, I'm I'm very uh, I'm I'm happy that uh, that I I kind of stumbled upon this uh, this whole tiny uh, tiny living and tiny tiny home builders and all that because it's it's just such an awesome awesome niche in my opinion, and it's really great that you got in so early. And I, like you mentioned, that's kind of a competitive advantage because you got in you know five six years ago. Right. Um, so let's talk about uh, everything sounds like everything went perfectly, but I'm sure there were some mistakes or learning experiences. Can you share one mistake that uh, that could be a learning experience for our audience? Mm, I, I wish uh, I wish you would have prepped me for this one. I'd have to give it some th- some thought. I, um... Well, I, it's OK. I, I can uh, I can ask the next question and then maybe if it comes, uh, you know, you think of it, it's fine. And then, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, if you would uh, if you would start all over again, would you do anything differently? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I, it's it goes back to, you know, the the, the thing that I li- like the least is the blogging and the social media just because, um uh, you know, I, it's very easy to just get sucked in. And, and so I think I would have focused more on hiring someone for that position or or at least even myself just focusing on that more. I, I've seen, you know, you talk about my Alexa number being uh, good at, at um, 70,000. I've seen blogs that have started up in the tiny house area. I, there was one I was looking at just the other day. I had never seen it before. And I'm very, I consider myself very in touch with tiny houses because I'm, you know, I'm in the industry. But there was a blog that I got mentioned on, and I said, oh, I had never seen this before. And I looked up in Alexa, and they were ranked 7,000th in the U.S. And, um, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, for a blog to just start talking about something, you know, I, I could – you know, I, I can only imagine. I, I know of another blogger that, um, that's ranked around 14,000, and from his AdSense or AdWords, he makes around um, $100,000 a year. And so, um, mm-hmm. you know, for my $100 a month, uh, you know, there's that's – a, that's a huge – there's a huge revenue stream there that I'm missing out on if I would just focus on if I would just focus on something else. So, um, but it's just it's not where my heart is at, so it's harder for me. But I could hire people for that, you know. Yeah, and also you know the Alexa rank, it's it's uh, it's really doesn't tell you the whole picture, right? Okay. Because you can really manipulate that rank uh, fairly easily to a degree. Uh, but but I understand what you're saying is yeah. that uh, there are times when it makes sense just to get a, a VA or somebody to help you with some of the aspects of the business that you don't enjoy right. or just don't have time for. Yeah, exactly. So I. Uh, I have uh, just a couple of more questions. What is the best advice you have ever received, either in life or in business? Um, golly, that's another good one. <laughs> Maybe I can email you back some of these responses. But um, um, golly, I'm drawing. No, Sorry. No, it's it's good. It's good. Don't worry about it because I'm glad that you have to think about it. Uh, you know, it, that means that, you know, it's, at least it's a thought-provoking question, yeah. but uh, don't worry about it. So uh, if somebody has kind of an idea in a niche business, you know, some some other niche, what would be your advice to them? If they're thinking about, you know, striking out on their own, starting something, what do you think they should be focusing on, especially from during the first six months to 12, 12 months? You know, what, what do you think is the most important thing for somebody to focus on if they're going to succeed? I, I think building an audience 
Um, and I think the best way to do that is through um, is through blogging, kind of like what we've we've been talking about to get your mm-hmm. you know get your message out there and and really even if even if your product is an educational product, and I'm I'm sure this varies. If you're trying to sell you know um, physical things, it's a little bit different. But um, but you know if if you can if you can really start teaching and building an audience, and then you have people already ready that that trust you, that see you as you know. Um, a worthy source, a trustworthy mm-hmm. source. And then when you put your product out there, you know, they're not as leery about, um, you know, well, well, is this, is this something I really want? They already trust you and, and you've built up some of that, um, some of that momentum. So that's what I would uh, recommend. So build a following, build reputation before you worry about building products or trying to sell something. Yeah. And, and even if you have, you know, you may have a product in the works, but if you have just a book, an ebook that you want to put out there, and try to sell it, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, if you don't have a, if you don't have anything that's out there, people, people will, you know, may go to it and say, I don't know if this is, you know, is this, does this guy even know what he's talking about? Is this, do I like his writing style? But if you've got something out there, it's almost like putting out a sample chapter, but instead of putting out a sample chapter, it's almost like you're putting out half your book for free, you know? And, um, mm-hmm. and, and then people, people trust you. Well, Dan, uh, thank you very much for uh, coming on Success Harbor today. How can people find out more about what you do and some of your products, and how can they get in contact with you if they have questions about uh, tiny homes or tiny tiny living? Let's go to tinyhomebuilders.com, and um, you'll see everything we got there. And then uh, there's also a contact contact uh, page if if you're uh, if you have any questions. So everybody, go to tinyhomebuilders.com and reach out to Dan, even if you just like this uh, interview, or if there's any questions about tiny homes, uh, reach out to Dan, and I'm sure he'll be happy to answer you. Dan, thank you very much for coming on Success Harbor today. I wish you much luck going forward. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye.